When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. James, we caught, we caught you doing the uh, emotional farewell there. Yeah, sir, I was. You taught me saying goodbye uh, to my wife. the missus. Uh, <laughs> no, make sure you bring it back. Of course, of course. How are you guys doing? Oh, I I'm think my boy good. D. I'm all, good. I'm all good. You can hear us good, yeah? Yeah, I can hear you guys. I can hear you. Hey, man, we're, we're on the move. We're on the move. Where are you? Seattle, Tacoma? Seattle, Tacoma Airport right now. I'm ready to fly out. Oh, man, that place is like hell on earth. I had, I had about 11 hours stuck there. And it's... Oh. there's Yeah. There, uh, hey, if you, like, if, if you like coffee, you're all right in Seattle. But unfortunately, there was no Tully's coffee, which is my coffee. Hey, hey. DJ, how's it going, man? It's good to see you. Hey, DJ. Oh, I'm, DJ's wearing the mask. He's looking good. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a quick one for you. You guys are getting on the plane on your way to fight Roel Rosario. How are you feeling? Okay. Sorry, sorry. Can you do it one more time, please? I said you're on your way to the airport flying out to S- Singapore. You've got DJ with you. It literally, it must be like passenger 57 there. That's better than Wesley Snipes, that guy with you on the plane, That's right. right? That's the safest That's right. flight That's ever. Right. That's the safest ever, flight ever. Ever, ever. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. Ready to go get this, get on this plane, 18 hours, and uh, get to work, you know? Yeah, man. Enjoy the in-flight movie, man. Watch the Harry Potter sequence all the way through. <laughs> you'll, you'll be good, man. You'll be uh, you'll be a wizard on the way out. Um, Appreciate man, that. Uh, and Seattle's finest export since the Frappuccino. And we've already, we've already said that you're on your way. So tell us, man, uh, how'd you get into martial arts? Yeah, man. So I, I don't know. I had a lot of influence probably from my family. Um, my father was a good self-defense. And yeah, I don't know, man. I just always loved martial arts. It's always something that pulled me. I had a pull towards it uh, since a child. And there was a time and maybe my grandma we were walking around our house and we got attacked by these two guys, just random guys. It's crazy. Like who attacks the old lady and little kids, you know, but 
they were doing it and they're throwing stuff at us and cussing at us. My grandma like fought them off with her slippers. And the whole time I was as a kid, I was thinking, man, I wish I was just bigger to protect them, you know, and keep them safe. But so a bunch of instances like that, you know, I just had to learn how to protect myself. Um, and the first time I actually got into martial arts things, my mom got went on a limb and asked a family friend of ours who was part of a, a traditional lion dance team. town and i was the only kid there and yeah man i just that's how i got my start right there yeah but like the start does sound like it, it literally is like a movie plot that you you're the, you're the only kid in this dingy garage with a bunch of bouncers and ex-military guys and it, it just right. sounded it, it sounded great how long were you training there before you uh you literally did become like a movie star because you went to the Shaolin well, I don't know. There were OGs of the Me Chinese community, and they all did lion dance, and we all performed together, and they kind of groomed me uh, from that, through that time until uh, I was about 17 years old. And I left my home and went to China for four years. And three of those years, I was at a Shaolin Martial Art Academy, where I, I stayed up in Northeast China, isolated away from, from civilization. But the closest city was about an hour away. And... And yeah, man, I was up there tra- tra- living and, and training and in rural conditions, uh, tough 5 a.m., training until 7, 8, 8 p.m. at night, two hours of hot water, electricity cut off at 10. It's just all these things, but it all made me who I am today. And then my fourth year, I went to a Beijing Sports Academy, sports school uh, that Jet Li actually graduated from. And I met, trained with professional athletes there. And yeah, man, that was my whole time in China. So... But I tell you what, um, as an Irish guy and a 52-year-old Irish guy, you're not selling me on this holiday for four years. That was like something out of a Kill Bill movie. Was it that rough? Yeah? I mean, it, it, it was a beautiful experience, man. I met people from all around the world uh, that fostered relationships, friendships that last forever, you know. And yeah, I mean, it was like a brotherhood out there because we all had to live together and grind each other and these filth and grime. And when we use the bathroom, it's like, you all, you see, right, you look right at the guy, you know, he's like literally exposed right in front of everybody. And, you know, two hours of hot water, showers at night, and we all cram into this moldy shower. And, and yeah, man, it was the love of martial arts. So for me, it was, it was well worth it. And, you know, if you were broken any rules at that academy, you get beat down by a stick in front of the whole academy, like the whole school no lines up in the morning, put you in a push-up plank, and then your teacher has to break the stick over your backside as punishment, if you break the curfew or you bring alcohol or you do like, so you go to the city and get like a prostitute or something where some guys did <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, man, it was a wild time. You know, you go into the city on the weekends just so you can get internet access and talk to the outside world and see what's going on, you know? I'll tell so, you what, they would have broken a few sticks on my back, I think, if I had been there. You would have ran out of trees. Uh, but yeah. you, you, you also made the demo team, which I believe was a, a big honor. For, yeah, for, that was for an outsider. Yeah, it was definitely a huge reason why I stayed there. You know, I, you know, originally I just I planned to go for six months. You know, come back, go to school, live that that typical life. But I figured I could do my education over there because I ended up getting an opportunity to perform with the performance team, and I got a tremendous opportunity. As a foreigner, you don't really get that opportunity. It's, it's very rare to get that opportunity. So I took it and I ran with it, and I ended up staying there for quite a long time, and I loved every second of it, man. Uh, James, did you? Uh, I have to ask you, as part of the demo team with the Shaolin Temple, did you have to rock the Mick Tully haircut? Did you have to get? Did you have to get yeah, the yeah the shave the, the, me, oh, me bald? Yeah, cold bald. The, lady, the ladies, the ladies love it. 
the ladies hey, I love, love it. that. Hey, the ladies do love it, for sure. <laughs> Before we talk about your upcoming fight, uh, how did you get into that? How did you meet with, like, you know, Matt Hume? Uh, as, like, I interviewed DJ, by the way. The guy's a class act, and he's cool. And as I said to him, yeah. you know, uh, Matt, Matt beat my, my good friend, Eric Paulson. In an in OG, yeah. And uh, so, how did how did you meet Matt Hume and get into AMC Pancration? Yeah, so you know, when I came back from China and my Asian travels, you know, I, I started working in aerospace factories and doing UPS package handling and all these things. And I just felt like I was like spending four hours just on in traffic alone just to get from job to job. You know, and it was just like, man, what am I doing? And I felt like I was my my all that time in Asia and all that experience was being wasted. So I ended up joining a, a Wushu team here in Seattle called Northwest Wushu and uh, started performing at a U.S. Wushu tournament uh, in China. So I got to compete for them and that, I was doing that for a little bit. But, you know, at the time I was also getting to a point where I was trying to plateau my skill sets. You know, I, all I had was like the striking. So I had some takedowns, but I was an incomplete martial artist. You know, I knew weapons and knew acrobatics and all these things, but my ground game was lacking and I was just missing a big part, vital part of my martial arts training. So I looked around a couple of gyms. I couldn't really afford it at the time, so I had to save up some money. And once I did, though, I was able to go to AMC Kickboxing Pancration. My, my brother's Carol Spodor, he comes in and he's like, he, at the time he fought, he was fighting for, I think he's fighting for one championship. He's fought for UFC, he's fought for a couple other organizations. But yeah, he's like, hey, you want to grapple with me? I was like, yeah, sure, I'll grapple with you. And he just starts throwing me up in triangles and arm bars and stuff. And I was just kind of like tough it out and all that. But I loved it instantly. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to do. You know, that's why I wanted yeah. to learn. And so instantly it just it just clicked. Our chemistry clicked. Uh, I met Matt there. And then yeah, his philosophy of martial arts uh, resonates with me. Out. And over the years, we just fostered a really close relationship. And uh, like, a, like a brotherhood with all the teammates there at AMC Kickboxing Pancration. And even the guys at Charlie's Combat Club, they helped us as well. So... It's been a beautiful thing. He's always been yeah, in my I've corner, got... corner, and yeah, we've been, we've been doing good. But yeah, everyone speaks so highly of Matt, and like I know that he's connected now with one. He's like he's got a really high position now with one championship. So it, obviously, with your connections with like being DJ's training partner, and then obviously with Bibiano as well, was Matt instrumental in getting you into the into the one championship? Did he get you this fight? Yeah, well, you know, you know, the original plan was that, you know, I was building all this momentum up a few years back and I was going to go into one Warrior Series and get my fights through there and, and earn my keep in the one, so you, as, you, as you could say. But then, the, you know, the pandemic happened and everything popped off and then I got, I got, I got locked up for a couple of years. Um, so just because of the events of everything that happened, I was able to get to earn my keep. That's what I got to do. I just feel I, what it is is I'm a bounty hunter. And this guy's a bounty on this guy, and I gotta go collect it. Yeah, but I I was looking, I was doing some research on you today, and the bounty hunter thing came up, and I was immediately thinking because I would never say this to his face, but you know, DJ is a bit of a geek, right? You know, he's a gamer, he's into sci-fi and stuff like this. And as soon as you said that you're a bounty hunter, I immediately thought of this guy from the northwest dressed like Django Fett, or so just going, yeah. I'll take anyone. So that that's a good link into your, your upcoming fight now. So you as you as you're getting ready for your fight now against Roel, um, you know he's a game Filipino guy. Uh, you know he, there's no easy fights in in pro right. MMA. So yeah, so 
game plan or what are you thinking? How, how, how do you think this is going to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's going to be an exciting fight. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I just look forward to going forward out there and look for the finish. That's what I'm doing every time. So titles in the Philippines. And he's a southpaw with a big left kick. Uh, but I can't give away too much of my game plan. But yeah, it's going to be a good fight. I can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, well you, you, I, I noticed as well that you said that you, you, you were very insightful in you know that to sell yourself in this sport is to become a fan favorite. And to do hot, you know, like highlight real level stuff, you know, um, everyone, everyone knows that jumping armbar from DJ. Everyone knows the Pettis Showtime kick, you know. So you're looking for a finish all the time, and this is going to lead me into something now, uh, and it's quite ham-fisted link, but I've got to do it anyway. Talking about exciting fights, right? If you're going to come back from like a contentious loss. And you are, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. And you're going to go into a fight and it's going to be a four-rounder. First round's Muay Thai. The second round's MMA. The next round, if it goes there, is Muay Thai. And then it's MMA again. Like, this is, like, I feel like we've got, you know, you know, like, you, you know, when you go on gate, you know, when you go Call of Duty and you're just respawning all the time. Like, this is just, like, Chachri Sitjodong is either a genius, an evil genius, or a visionary, because this is going That's to change right. everything. That's right. And one championship, once again, is innovating the entire game of MMA. Once again, they're doing it. So, yeah. I mean, I think is, we get more a, fights just like... Me, personally, if I was given the choice in three years, or go, right, okay, guess what? MMA, then it's going to be, then it's going to be Muay Thai. And, like, the thing is, as well, this is a crazy one. Rod Tang, that's, like, Cyan Chai level. You know, like DJ, yeah. he hasn't he hasn't picked anyone easy for this. You know, for the for this, that this is going to be something else. This is fireworks, man. What? What? Obviously, we both know the prediction. But what do you think? How do you think that fight's going to go? You know, DJ strikes too. So we're going we're going to have to see how it all plays out. But man, it's gonna be, I think it's three minute rounds as well. So it's going to be a sprint from start to finish each round. You know, there's no it's not dancing around or anything like this. Just going right for it. So it's yeah, going to be fireworks. Each guy, each guy is going to play to their strength because, again, when I was doing the research, a couple of guys, because there was murmurs on the internet about something coming up, and you were like, I can't say anything. I can't say anything. And, you know, um, you know, Earthball gets thrown at us. And you're like, what the hell? It's unbelievable. <laughs> right, so I've got a couple of questions and then that's it, right? Uh, first of all, you're from Seattle, which is the one-time home of Bruce Lee. And I know it's su yeah, it's such it's such a cliche, but how much of an inspiration was that guy on you? It's huge, man. It's huge. My father was uh, really, really big on him, and you know, he, he imparted me a lot of the wisdom and like self-defense strategy, not to look for uh trouble, but if ever if ever approached you, you can always you're always allowed to protect yourself, you know, full with full force. So I mean, Bruce Lee was a huge uh, inspiration, impact to me as a child growing up as well. Just because, you know, as a kid growing up here, there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me doing doing anything like that. So he was a huge innovation to the, to the world. And he put us out on the map, the Asian guys on the map there for sure. In Hollywood and in, and any innovative martial art. I mean, he's almost like the grandfather of MMA. Before Pancreation MMA came around, like he was the first to, that's better than your style. You know, you, you only learn from me. He was like, you gotta learn from everybody, learn everything that you can, and combine it all together. And so that that was really something that's you know needs to be talked about more often. 
But you, but you, do, you hit on something. One of the things while I was doing my research about you was um, I was saying to Will, who's uh, my producer, uh, when I interviewed DJ, it was so refreshing because when you meet somebody that you hold in high esteem and then they work out that they're not a douchebag and they're really, really cool guys and they're like true martial artists, it was just so refreshing. And then when I looked at everything about you, it's like, you know, you, uh, in the MMA world, you're a bit of an anomaly because you are a true martial artist. Like the whole, um, the philosophy behind it, the fact that it should enrich every other aspect of your life. You know, um, please don't ever do this to me, James, but don't buy a Rolls Royce and a fur coat and then become Seattle's version of Conor McGregor because you are an anomaly. Is that, do you think that's from your family or is this from martial arts or where have you picked this up from? I think it comes from both my, my grandmother, my, my family, my parents, uh, and, and from martial arts and all the people that I've come through or come across in my martial arts journey. Of course, my teammates and everyone, my coach, it all, it all makes a big factor. But, you know, you can, you show me your best friends, your five people you're hanging out the most, and I'll show you who you are. You know, that's, that's how it is. And, you know, so I surround myself with the right people, a close circle. And, that, and uh, that's it. So I've got two more questions for you, right? First of all, as a martial artist, who would your dream matchup be against? Ooh. Dream matchup. That's too many, man. That's, that's too many. Uh, it could be a tag team. Uh, this this could be a new format. You can pick five I'll, of them. They come in fresh, like a shark tank. I'd fight The Rock. <laughs> oh, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would. I would uh, you know who? I, you know. Uh, you know who could get? I mean, I take Jake Paul out right now in MMA. Right now, I smoke him right now. Just gonna that's be talking it, all that crap. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. That what, I'd really go for. Fight, but yeah. Yeah, I would. I would go for The Rock when he was Flex Kavanaugh. So he had no. He had no skills. He had that awful hair. Jake Paul <laughs> or Logan Paul any day of the week, just for the payday. Just right. payday. And here's the last question. Just to shut them up, like, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Well, the th this is the thing, man. You give those YouTubers, you give them like 80 million followers, and there's 80 million fools that will listen to them. But there's 80 million that will pay to watch them get beat up as well. So this is the last question, and it's a, it's a pretty heavy one. For an, You can ponder on this on your 18-hour flight. What would you like to be remembered for? As we remember for being uh, someone that inspires people to chase their dreams and go after their passions and not to give up on themselves and to express themselves fully. And, and that's it. That's all I'm trying to do here. But I tell you what, no, no, like I, 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 I'm, I'm very mindful of trying to cut it a little bit short for the simple reason that you're outside of Seattle Tacoma Airport. And I know that you've got to get in there. You've got to hit the duty free. Hey, bro, no way. And the other one as well is I know you've got to fight DJ for the window seat, right? So this is a, no, nobody ever want to get stuck in the middle, man, because you're there. You've got the window seat, the guy in the middle, and then you've got the chick with the elbows. That's how it always works for 18 hours. But safe travels. I'll see you on the winning side. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure. And I know... I. I I, I'm very mindful of you getting getting on the plane and Homeland Security, man. That guy, that guy will give you the frisk, whether you like it or not. And don't smile. That's the one thing, James. 
when he frisks you, don't smile too much. That's what TJ's wearing the mask, so he's smiling underneath. You know what I mean? That's right. right. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate a lot, Mick. And take care. All the best, man. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.